You're listening to the Sex with Dr. Jess podcast. Sex and relationship advice you can use tonight. Hello, hello. This is Jess O'Reilly, your friendly neighborhood sexologist. I'm here with my partner in crime, Brandon Ware. Hey, everybody. And it is the holiday season. We are in the thick of things right now. Yeah, just a couple days until the big day, till Santa arrives. Santa, yeah. Santa's not coming. Not to this household. No, because there's no chimney. That too. Also, we've been very bad. Oh, yeah. I didn't think about that angle. Yeah, definitely. He's not coming to this house. Yeah, that, it's full of naughty people. But with the holidays upon us, I am feeling a huge exhale coming on because we have been going hard. It's been... A couple of busy weeks. We we were in Mexico City last week, and what an incredible city! Yeah, Mexico City was awesome. Kind of felt like we were in Spain in terms of the architecture and the way the roads were laid out. It was very European. I was surprised. I don't know what I was expecting, but when we were there, it definitely reminded me of Barcelona or uh, Lisbon or or anyway, European city. He ran out of European. I cities, ran out of European know. cities. Many of the. Three that I know. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> and uh, we we got a little sick there. We got some sort of a bug. And uh, to be clear, I we travel to Mexico about four times a year without issue. So I don't think it was Mexico in particular, but we happen to get sick. So we're feeling a little worn out. And then we came back to Toronto and spent three days on set filming 50 videos for this new course we're developing 50 Exercises to Save Your Marriage. That's not actually the name of it. But these are these are activities and exercises for couples to do to improve your communication, the way you plan, increase passion, improve sex. And there's one other category. Why am I drawing, drawing a blank? <laughs> You're drawing a blank. But you know what? They were doing these exercises over and over, over the number of years that we have done them. Every time I do them, I think they're great. And I'm not just saying that because we just recorded videos for this course. They really do surprise you. Well, and Brandon has one of those attitudes where you're always open to getting something out of every experience. Like every speech you go to, every workshop, every seminar, when I ask you how it was, you always start with what you learned. Whereas other people maybe people like me, <laughs> have to work on our learning. Uh, and I, it's it, it's a struggle because I just want the information and I want it fast, whereas you are so open to just listening in whatever format it's delivered. I don't know that I necessarily agree with that, but I certainly am open to taking something out of the presentation. Doesn't mean I think they're always great, mm -hmm. but I always am open and willing to... Uh, learn something new. And I think when you go in with that attitude, you will take something out of it. Yeah. And, and so doing these exercises with you is great because you've been taking them seriously. So these exercises range from physical activities, like different touch techniques with your partner that are non-sexual to communication activities, like the 20 questions you need to ask your partner about money in order to plan for the future and avoid fighting about money. And so... There were, you missed one very important one. What's that? Charades. Oh, there is a charade activity, which is my favorite. So we've been shooting these videos for three days. They're very long days on set. We had our staff Christmas party. We combined our companies on uh, Wednesday night. That just got messy. And yeah, it was a messy night that ended in karaoke. And now 
we're just a couple of days away from Christmas, which is the holiday we celebrate. And I'm feeling like it's time to get into the jolly season. And so I was thinking that for today's podcast topic, I wanted to focus on something really positive. And so what I've decided is that we're going to be talking about one of the activities from this 50 activity course. And it's one that is one of my favorites. It's one that I have used all over the world with, I would say, at over definitely over a thousand couples have participated in this activity with me. And I just started with this one back in March of 2017, because in March of 2017, the New York Times published a piece in their modern love column called, You May Want to Marry My Husband. And you may have read this article by Amy Rosenthal, Amy Krause Rosenthal. And in it, she talks about how amazing her husband is, talks about how funny and charming and thoughtful and sweet and giving he is. And you read this and it reads like a dating profile. She's talking about why you should date this guy. And I mean, you read it and you want to date him (laughs) because he sounds pretty amazing. But when she wrote this piece, she was on her deathbed and they had been married 26 years and she was still madly in love. And on March 13th, 10 days after publication, she passed away. And so in March of 2017, I was in Prague on a European speaking tour and I was hosting couples retreats for these other couples. And sometimes what happens when you work in any field, you end up taking care of other people's business, but not necessarily your own. So here I am on the road for three weeks helping other people invest in their relationships and maybe not exactly investing in mine because I was afar. And anyhow, it was bawling when I read this piece. I was crying so hard and I called Brandon and could barely talk. And so what I ended up doing instead was writing Brandon's dating profile. I said, well, why don't I do that for him? And it's something I can send him when I'm far away. And it can give him a picture of how I feel about him and what I think about him and really how amazing he is. And so I did that and I texted it to him because I'm not very romantic. And he's, I forget exactly what you texted me back, but you did tell me that it, it basically made you cry. I'm sure that it did. You don't really remember. I don't remember what I, how I responded or what I said when I responded, but I'm just glad that you didn't quote what I said when we first met, which was that one-liner you want to hang out? And I, w- and I said, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. no, that's a total, totally different thing. <laughs> so because we were both moved by this exercise, by this article, uh, I decided to use it in my session the next day. So in Prague, at the end of the day with this group of couples, I asked them to read the article by Amy Krauss Rosenthal and then to write their partner's dating profile. And this was the first time I ever used the activity and it went over really well. It it was interesting because reading the article is obviously, you know, it's moving and it makes you feel some heartache. And we had a couple of Czech translators in the room because there were a couple of, of women who didn't speak as much English. And so the Czech translators were helping them read this article and the entire room was crying. Everyone was either bawling or holding back tears, including the translators. And once they were done, all the couples kind of just separated and they jotted down 
some notes to describe their partners as though they were writing their dating profile and it ended up just being such a moving activity and they you know talked about how they felt just more connected and more present and more grateful and more in love when they took the time to do this so I felt the energy shift in the room I actually left after so that they could kind of bask in the afterglow of this exercise and we met up for dinner a few hours later and they were still talking about it and so I use this activity often with couples and Brandon and I completed it well I completed mine a few years ago as I said I I jotted down some ideas about Brandon and mine was really quick it probably just took me five minutes or so I could certainly go back and edit and improve but I like to just stick with the original and once in a while I'll pull it out and show it to him or I'll read it as a reminder of you know how great he is because I so I love Brandon. I think he's so amazing. And if you ever hear me talk about him, you know that, that, that that's true. And if you've ever met him, you know that it's even more true because he, he really is an incredible person. However. <laughs> I don't like the segue here. <laughs> no, no. I, I get tunnel vision. When I am happy, I am happy. And when I am mad at you, I can easily think like you are a monster. And I, I don't know that I would agree with that, but you have tunnel vision. Maybe we should just go there. You don't see beyond whatever's happening at that particular time. And trying to remind you that the bigger picture does come into play is a difficult and almost seems kind of a condescending or a rude thing to say to your partner when you're like, hey, look at the bigger picture here, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so it was difficult for me to convey that, I think... When the, the, at the point when I realized that that was something that you do, which is you do tend to have tunnel vision. So I had to bring it up at a time when you weren't feeling that particular way so it didn't come across um, insensitive. Yeah, so I mean that's another topic that we could certainly flesh out working on my tunnel vision. But I do find that taking a look at these notes is a good way to remind myself how I feel about you. Because all of the things I've written are true and and they're, truthfully, they're inadequate. They're not good enough for you, what I've written. And so sometimes once a month, because I get moody, like that's just the truth. I don't really feel it. Like you won't hear me yell and scream. I won't hide in my bed. But I just feel that my patience is really thin right before I get my period. And so sometimes I'll just remind myself or take a look at these notes. Not every month or anything like that. That's why we have our good months and our bad months. Uh, But when I'm feeling frustrated or when I'm feeling mad at you, I always remind myself of these notes and the core of who you are. And so what we want to suggest to you is that if you are exchanging holiday gifts or if you haven't purchased a gift yet, that this is this is an ultimate gift. And it's, it's a gift that keeps on giving in that it reminds you how great your partner is and it also lets them know what you're thinking. Because we often talk about the concept of the gratitude gap. And the gratitude gap is the difference between the gratitude you feel and experience and the gratitude you express And so many of us really do feel thankful for our partners, but we don't necessarily say it out loud. And this is one version of practicing gratitude for your partner. So with the holidays upon us or for no reason at all, you can engage in this exercise and just take 5, 10, 15 minutes to write down some notes to basically sell your partner 
as the great person that they are as though it was a dating profile and you could frame this for them. What a great last minute gift. It is. In in all seriousness, like think about it. You take the time, you invest effort. And then, like you said, you have it written out, you have it printed, you, and then you give it to your partner. I don't know. For me, that would be a great gift. Like I would appreciate it. There's so much thought put into it. Yeah, I, I fully agree. Well, when you think of the context of the love languages and the love languages, of course, these five love, these five love languages from Gary Chapman include physical affection, quality time words of affirmation, acts of service, and physical touch. So the theory is that we all communicate love according to one of these languages and you have to learn to speak your partner's language otherwise they don't understand your love. For me, my love language is words of affirmation. So you can touch me, you can buy me gifts, you can, you know, it's not that I don't like any of those things but the number one thing I need in order to feel loved is words and that's something I mean you've had to develop yeah I still don't think I'm great at it but I've learned what's important to you because I used to do what I need um, and just assume that that worked for you and then this really helped me understand no that's not what you need it's so much easier actually if I just give to you what you need to feel better that those words and you're right I'm not I don't feel like I'm great at crafting eloquent words but you have to start somewhere you know many words i know many i've known like 80 88 or maybe now. like yeah it's pretty it's, <laughs> my repertoire is deep yeah some of them are just swear words though yeah true uh, and so the the theory of the five love languages of course many of you have heard of them before i i believe that there is a sixth love language that has developed in the environment of the digital world in a time in which public declarations are a big part of how we communicate our sense of self and how we feel. And I do believe that that sixth love language is particularly relevant to a lot of younger folks, but people of all ages, and that is public declarations of love. And so when you think of this exercise, writing your partner's dating profile, this could also be something that, you know, you read, read out in front of your family. It could, I don't know that you'd necessarily want to post it, but sure, maybe you do want to post it. And so you, you, when you think about a love language, it's not that you only want love in one way. It's that you tend to have a primary and perhaps a secondary. And so this one can fulfill multiple love languages approaches, love language approaches. And I believe that every, I think everyone would be, would be really appreciative of this. And so... That's what we're challenging you to do today or tomorrow. And this might be a really nice way to just ring in the new year as well. I know New Year's Eve is one of those nights where there's so much pressure to have a great time and it's almost always anticlimactic or an inevitable letdown. But what a nice way to just sit over dinner and share a profile with your partner. And so what we're going to do now is share what we've written. As I said, I wrote mine two years ago for almost two years ago now for Brandon And it's short and sweet and I mean, I'm sure it doesn't, you know, when I really look at it, it doesn't do you justice, but I think it sums you up in a soundbite, which is what I'm good at. And the other great thing about this is if you were to redo this every, you know, year or two years or five years, think about it, like it would change so much, hopefully for the better, but there's so much about it that would change over the course of even 12 months that it's an activity that you can do again. 
that has meaning. Like to me, I hope that in a year's time I could write something else that really resonates or that is more profound than it is today. Right. Yeah, I agree with you. So I'm, I'm going to start with what I wrote for Brandon and then you can share what you wrote for me. Mine is a couple years old, so this is what I wrote about Brandon. Why you might want to date Brandon. He's a hilarious, funny man who can make kids, college dudes, a a room full of executives, and little old ladies laugh out loud alike. And that's one thing I love about you. You always, uh, you charm in kind of every environment. Little kids love you, little old ladies love you, and you're a bit of a chameleon who fits in with everyone. He is kind and compassionate. He cares about every soul on this planet, even bugs. And sometimes he doesn't want to squish a bug. Like where were we the other day where there was a spider in my room and it was a hotel room and I wanted him to kill it and he carried it out into the hotel hallway and I'm thinking now this spider is just going to crawl his back his way back into my room. Spider has a spider family, man. I don't even like spiders. Yeah, but that spider family was probably living in my hotel room and he's going to come back man. to his spider family. <laughs> At least he can. And Brandon doesn't live even, another day. Brandon doesn't even know about drop spiders. Oh man, drop spiders. It's a Jamaican thing, right? Yes, drop spiders are spiders that are up on the ceiling and they drop on you. It's true. All, <laughs> Don't all spiders do that? Well, kind of ex- technically, exactly. So, anyhow, you are kind and compassionate. Brandon will spend every day working to woo and keep you. He knows it's not a one-shot deal. And that's very true. I feel like you're always trying. He is always willing to grow and change and is really the most committed and supportive partner you can imagine. He's fit, handsome, and dedicated to aging gracefully. Brendan is hardworking, ambitious, but cares about people more than the bottom line in business. He is very eager to please and always willing to push his comfort zone for you and for love and for himself. Brennan is so humble, he really doesn't know how good he is, and he will inspire you to be a better person. That's you. That's pretty awesome. Yeah, would you want to date you? I think I sound pretty good. (laughs) And so just two days ago, Mm -hmm. because we were shooting these videos for this new course, and this is one of the activities in the course... I asked Brandon to write my dating profile. And so I heard it for the first time yesterday. But because we were shooting and because there, you know, all these other people around and a lot of distractions, I didn't really take it in. Also, he was a little emotional reading it to me for the first time. I was emotional reading it to you. I was emotional writing it. It was difficult for me to write this and I did not write it in, it took me longer than five minutes. Uh, it took me maybe 20 minutes or 25 minutes and being totally open. Yeah. I mean, I got really emotional, teary eyed writing it. And I thought it was a great activity to just recenter yourself. Um, it reminds you of what's important and the idea, and maybe it's morbid, but the idea of thinking about writing your dating profile for your partner, the way, um, that woman did in the New York times, is very, um, it's just, it's very awakening. It's very, it, it, it kind of, like I said, it recenters you and it makes you think about what's important in life. If you were writing this for your partner, 
who was out looking for love again because you weren't here. <laughs> yeah, death does that. It does make you feel both grounded and vulnerable. And you and I, we talk about death. Like We've talked about, you know, I, I've said, and I know you're not going to like this, but I want to spend forever with you. But if I wasn't here, I'd want you to have someone amazing to like support and love you and take care of you and be good enough for you because I think you're too good for everyone, myself included. I think you're so good. So, whew. <laughs> so uh, now I got to read mine and so, not get all. So I'm going to read it real quick. So certainly thinking about death is not a fun thing, but I do think it helps to well, remind you what matters. Yeah, and I don't think you need to think about death every day just so that you're, rem- you know, you're centered and grounded. But I think taking a few moments just to think about the context in which this was originally kind of conceived, the idea of writing it for your partner because you're not here kind of just brings you back down to reality for a moment. And maybe just for a few minutes, you forget about some of those other things that are really bothering you and you focus in on the positive. Um, so for me, it, this was a difficult activity to undertake. And on top of that, the first time I read it to you, I was being videotaped, um, which was a little unnerved. Like I was really nervous, man. And the, and the, and the videographer was nice gentleman. Oh yeah. Really nice. And makeup, everybody was there and I felt uncomfortable, but I read it anyway. It took me a while to get through it, so hopefully this round won't take me as long. And the truth is, I, I really didn't absorb any of it. Like, I felt like I didn't really hear it, so I'm looking forward to this now, just you and me. Okay, here we go. Hopefully I can get through it all in one shot. A smart, funny, and adventurous woman in search of a partner who absolutely loves life. She wakes every day with a smile on her face and goes to bed reluctantly for fear of missing out on a party uh, with an excitement for what the next day will bring. And that's the truth. Her athleticism will impress you and even more so when she throws a 30-yard tight spiral while rocking five-inch heels and a dress. She is an absolute knockout. Every curve perfectly created Skin as smooth as silk, deep brown eyes that will captivate you and express a sense of empathy and care for others that cannot be matched by anyone. She is a giver, whether food or drink, clothing, gifts, or the last bite of her sea's chocolates. Be prepared to always warm her hands and feet because she even gives away the heat that her body produces. Which is true. Your feet are always cold. Did I mention that she can cook and bake? You'll learn to savor and enjoy every bite of food and life if you're lucky enough to call her your partner. She'll teach you about empathy and how to challenge societal norms. She'll inspire you to work hard and to enjoy every dollar that you earn. She'll plan for you, take care of you, tend to you and work with you to schedule an exciting life you never dreamed possible. You'll fall deeply in love with her and won't be able to picture your life without her. You'll learn that if only every person could feel as important and cared for as she makes you feel, 
the world would be a better place. You'll live your life fearful of the day. You'll be eternally apart. <laughs> because without her, nothing else matters. So Good thing we finished. <laughs> so I'm supposed to keep talking now? <laughs> oh, man. Uh, that was tough. That took me, seriously, 10 minutes to get through when we were videotaping it. Because you were trying not to cry. No, I was crying. (laughs) I'm crying now, and uh, I sort of feel like it's so nice to share. And at the same time that part of me wishes we could, like, have all of this just to us. So we've now, you've shared that twice. And yesterday, as I said, we were videotaping, so I didn't even really hear it. And right now I'm like, oh, now I have to respond because we're recording. But at the same time, I just want to sit here with you. I was really nice. And some of it's true. (laughs) Only some. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I wouldn't give you my last bite of my candy. That's not true. Uh, I would. It would be reluctant. But I I think that taking the time to write it out reminded me of all the positive and how I really felt. And again, focusing in on the positive really deepened the the connection. So that was number one. Number two is saying it out loud to your partner really, you know, kind of just takes it to the next level. Like you verbalize it. I'm somebody who would think those things, but not necessarily say them. And that's a problem that I have. You talk about the gratitude gap. You feel a certain way, but you don't express it. And that's me to a T, where I am deeply grateful for what you do for us because you do a lot. You, you know, planning and travel and din- like organizing like where we're going to go to a new restaurant and all these sorts of things. And to me, it just goes without saying that I'm appreciative of it. So this activity for me, number one, forced me or allowed me rather the opportunity to write down how I really felt. And when I took that, tw- those 20 minutes or 30 minutes, it was, it was, it was emotional. It was. And then, you know, to, again, taking it up a notch and then saying and verbalizing that to you, not only strengthened and, you know, deepened the relationship and, and this particular activity, but it also in our relationship conveyed to you or bridged that gap where, I feel certain things, but don't say them. I, words of affirmation, right? Yeah, and you you know, those are all really lovely things. So thank you. And I don't think I, sorry, I'm a little choked up still. I don't think I knew or I don't think I'm as aware that you feel all those things or think all those things about me. So, and yeah, it's sort of awkward knowing that that's being shared out there. But yeah, very, very sweet. And so, yeah, we leave you with that, hoping that you will, you can read the article from the New York Times, Why You Might Want to Marry My Husband by Amy Krause Rosenthal as inspiration and to help remind you how lucky you are. And then you can go ahead and jot down some notes for your partner's dating profile. And when you're writing down their profile, you might want to think of their personality, their hobbies their attitude toward life, their profession, their disposition, their appearance, their habits, their parenting or family style, the way they're involved in their community, 
and anything else that that you admire in them because most of us struggle to express admiration as openly as our partners deserve and Brennan I mean I can't even you're a beautiful writer too I didn't really know that because I never really see you write so thank you and I, I encourage people having said that don't get hung up on the language just let the words come out point form is fine and once you're ready you can either give this to your partner as a gift uh, or share it in a toast or share a piece of it in a toast and share some of it for just you and, and it's so interesting to watch other couples go through this activity as I facilitate it and hear about their responses and in you know kind of share in their reactions and the fact that we haven't done the other half which was you sharing with me until yesterday and now now today here and today was the first time I really heard it if that makes sense to you there was too much going on yesterday and too many people in the room and um, you know I was aware of the cameras and then you were really you were crying and like <laughs> trying not to yeah it was hard so so this is really moving for me and it's a really good reminder to me that all the things that I support other people in doing, I need to make sure that I'm making it possible for us as well and not, of course, being the cobbler's kid with no shoes type thing. So we're going to leave you with that and wish you a happy holiday season if you're listening over the holiday season and hopefully you'll give this a try regardless of the time of year. Have fun with it. Yeah, absolutely. Wherever you're at, have a great one. We'll be back next Friday and every Friday with a new episode. You're listening to the Sex with Dr. Jess podcast. Improve your sex life. Improve your life. Improve your life.